Okay. I uh, apologize for the uh, late starting. I was uh, dealing with a wasp in the house, which, uh, an unexpected visitor. So we had to uh, deal with it. Okay. I would like to start with you a piece today from Rabbi Pincus, who tries to give us a, an appreciation again during these Bein HaMetzorim times between Shivas Batamos and Tisha B'Av, who will be touching on ideas that deal with uh, the Beis HaMikdosh. So he quotes famous Medrash. It says, Mizmor La'osof, a song to Osof, Elokim bo goim secho. The nations of the world came into your inheritance. That's what it says in the Pesach when it describes the Churban Beis HaMikdosh. And the Medrash comments, and it says, Lo Why does it say, Mizmor la'osof? That it's a song of rejoicing to Asaf. It would have been more appropriate to write that these are the tears of Asaf. Or Nehi la'osof, or Kino la'osof, all types of uh, descriptions of crying and mourning. So where does the word Mizmor play a role over here when we're discussing the Churban Beis Amigdosh? That's the question. So the Medrash continues, and it says, it's a, it's a metaphor to a king. He made a chuppah for his son. He made a beautiful, beautiful chuppah for his son. But the son left. He went off. Miyad Allah Hamelech Lukhupa, so immediately the king went to this Khupa. Fakara es he tore down the curtains, Bishiber as Akonam, and he broke the beams. But not all pedagogue shallow, he took his teacher. Ibov shall konim vahaya mizamer, and he and he gave and he gave him to him and he started singing. Omru lo hamelech the melech said, Hafa Khupasul shall bino Fahad Yoshuva Mizamer. He said, the king, you destroyed his chuppah and you're sitting and singing. So so the king responded and he said, I'm singing. That I overturned the chuppah of my son. But I did not take out my anger on my child itself. So this is what Osof said. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hichrev Heichalu Migdosh Hashem destroyed the base of Migdosh Ba'ata Yoshevu Mezamer How are you singing? So Amr Lem, so Asav answered them Mezamer Ani Shashofach HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chamoso Ala Eitzim Valavonim That Hashem took out the Midas Hadin on the building Velo Shofach Chamoso Al Yisrael and did not take out the Midas Hadin on the Jewish people themselves That's the Medrash he continues. He says, "Diver Chazal shebeis hamigdosh hay bebechinas eitzim vavonim." The beis hamigdosh is described as bricks and wood. Lachora kashim. He says, "This Rabbi Pinkus commenting." He says, "It seems to have a problem to it." Matzin, because we have another description in Chazal of the of the when the beis hamigdosh was time of the Chorban in the Yalkut Shimoni. It says, "Shebeshah shebikshu 
When the nations of the world came to destroy the Beis Hamikdash, Beis Hamikdash hit Romaim. The Beis Hamikdash picked itself up, and was suspended itself in midair. Ad until Baruch brought it back down to the earth. Shenema, like it says, Gos Hashem Basuda. A press trampled on the Basula of Bas Yehuda. So we see over here the Beis Hamikdash Haisa Kav Yochel Neshama. We see that the Beis Hamikdash had a soul to it. Kein Nishma Sayudi, the Jewish soul. Hakadosh Baruch Hu Kav Yochel Nishmosin Shel Yisrael. Guana Shama Shel Beis Hamikdash. It looked like it had a soul to it. So it's not just uh, bricks and wood. That's one question he asks. Old Yeshle his boning. There's another point to. to Think about, he says. We call also Marecha Sheldinim van Hogash in his Chayvu band, Zechel Chorben. All of the restrictions and the halachas that we have to commemorate, to remind ourselves of the Chorben Beis Amigdash. Tchilas Ha'evel Beshiva Asabatamuz, as we start at the beginning of this Avelis period, starts with Shiva Asabatamuz. Hayombo Hukfu Ha'ir, the day that the Beis Hamikdash was broken into. Umi'az miskadmim bedargos ha'avelis. From that point on, the levels of mourning, omek lifnimi omek, get more intense as it comes closer and closer to the Chorban itself. Then it starts with Rosh Chodesh after Shivos Batamuz. Then you have the Shavu Shechalbo, the week preceding Tisha B'Av. You have Erev Tisha B'Av. You have the Sudham of sects. We see we're getting closer and closer to the Avelis. She begeda shall aninus. Once we reach the Sudham of sects, we're reaching a point where it's like the, 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 the and, you know, Chas Sholem, uh, if someone dies before you bury the, the person, that's what, that's the representation where we're, we're, we're connecting to by the Sudham of sects. And Tisha B'Av itself in the morning, that we're mourning, sit, literally we're sitting on the floor. Moridim as a tefillin, we take off our tefillin. Vaf masirin as a parochas, we take down the, the curtains from the base of Migdosh, from the Aron HaKodesh, rather. Akol likras harega, all connecting to that moment of the of the burning of the base of Migdosh itself. Vinei lemar bahapela, so then all of a sudden we see, strangely, when it reaches midday on Tisha B'Av, also Reganora, at that moment when the fire itself took hold in the base, when they lit the base of Migdash itself on fire, the Regazet, that moment, Nishbar Avelis, the Avelis stops. And from that moment on, we're taking Nechama, Nichum, we're taking comfort. We get up from the floor. We put up tefillin on now. We put the curtains back on, the Aron HaKodesh. How are we meant to understand that? Tisha B'Av adayin lo histayim. Tisha B'Av hadn't yet finished. And we're on some level removing the mourning. How, how does that, how do we make sense out of that? To me, a no surface, Rabbi Pinkus asks another question. 
וכי באמס הקדוש ברוך הוא שופך המוסו אך ורק על עצם ועוונים? Is it true that Hashem brought down מידס הדים just on the bricks and on the, on the wood? הן בהמשך אוסו מזמר, if we continue on in the מזמר, in that פרק of תהילים, עין תס, מובא תיאר נורא, we get a, a frightening description what happened during the Beis HaMikdash, during the Chorban. It says, Bo Goyim Benachal, I say how the Goyim came into your inheritance. Timo es Hechel, they profaned your Beis HaMikdash. Nosno es Nevelas Avadecha, they took the bodies of your servants, they gave it over to the animals. Boser Chasidecha, the dead, your Chasidim, the holy Jews, were left over for the animals. Shofchu Domam, the murder, And the, the pillaging that happened to Yushalayim, uh, what it, it was that? Was it just that the base of Migdash was destroyed? Kigam ha-noshim sovlu, we see how much pain and suffering came at the time of the Chorban base of Migdash. So again, so how is this meant to be understood? That's the question that he brings down. Bine etzem ha-muva medivar chazal, this idea that chazal tell us, that Hashem took Midas Adin on the building. It's not Chazal's understanding. It meant that what? That there would not be a destruction of the Jewish people. Hashem preferred to leave the Jewish people alive. Now, don't look at it like this. Hashem made a decision to leave the Jewish people alive. So in order to uh, calm down that anger, he destroyed the base of Migdosh. You see, you know, in comparison, when a little child gets his parent angry, instead of hitting the kid and breaking the kid's head open, the father will take a rock and he'll break the rock, and he'll throw through a window and break the window, and then he'll calm down. Halili says, don't ever look at it from that perspective at all. That's not what Chazal were trying to tell us, that instead of breaking the child, Hashem broke the building. That's not what it means. So look at how he describes it, a very beautiful idea. He says, I have a beautiful metaphor over here. I'm going to give you a metaphor that Rabbi Pincus tells us that's going to give us a whole understanding of what transpired in the, during the period of the Chorban. It says, It's a metaphor to a, an artist, a painter. A professional artisan. A professional artisan. Like all artisans, they want to do something that's going to be the best of the best. He puts all of his effort, all of his mental facilities. He puts in an enormous amount of effort. So he puts it all in and then he goes up onto a high position. Shemimenu nira nofrachav, he said, it is a beautiful overlook. Marachiv ayin, the eye can, uh, a broad expanse. 
Yoshev Sham, he sits there. Betzayer Yamim Valelos, he's painting by day and by night. Vadai Kanut Gedola with enormous precision. Eskol Mahuso, who Hishkia Biyatsirazu. He put everything he had into this painting. Ad Shahotzi Mitachas Yodav Yitzira Miyuchedes Lahafli. Until at the end came a painting which was something indescribable. Mamesh Yitzira Chayav, the painting of his life, the, the crown of his work. Vinei Biyoso Shom Al Roshahar Yacharim Chaveirov. While he was up there on this high point, he was together with a friend. When it came to the end of his work, he wanted to see how beautiful was this painting. He wanted to see he was painting the beautiful scenery in the distance, and he wanted to see exactly how precise and how how well he was able to capture that scenery on the canvas. And when you're up close to a painting, you can't really discern the You cannot see the, the broad expanse of a painting. When you're up close, you can only see what you see up close. therefore, he he left the painting. Al Kain He starts taking some steps. He's taking. He's going backwards. While he's focusing, he's he's walking back and back and just taking in the uh, the painting. He's going back. But another one, he's going back. But he's oblivious. Behind him, unnoticed to him. In another few steps, there's an open chasm. And his friend who's by the painting is screaming out to him, making motions. I saw that he should stop. Waving his hand, putting his hand, stop, stop, stop. Yesh Tahom, he's telling him there's a, there's a chasm there, there's a drop. Viluhu called Kulo Merukaz, he's so focused. But Siyur Shilafonov on the painting that's in front of him. Biyofio, how magnificent it is. He takes another painting. He's completely oblivious to what his friend is saying. He can't hear him, he doesn't see him. He's, 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 you know, he's in his own world, this painter. He's focusing in totally on the painting. When his friend sees that he cannot take him out of that focus, he's in literally one more step and he's, 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 he's going to fall off the cliff. The only resort he has is to knock down this painting, to start tearing it apart. When the, the painter sees this, 
The painter jumps on this on this person. He starts screaming at him. Ma, what did you do? You, you destroyed my whole life's work. So his friend responds and he says, Bo ura oh, go and look. Ma'asiti, look what I did for you. He's bonein me'achor, look behind you. Od psiachas, had you taken another step, mitoch rikus, because you were so focused in on this, ha'isi nofalatom, you would have fallen off the cliff, you would have been dead. That's how Rabbi Pincus is now going to put it together now. Kimeduma, similarly, Shazel hamuvan hapashut vahamiti shel hamusag shofar hamoso al eitzim vavonim. This is how Rabbi Pincus wants to give us an understanding of this is what it meant when it says that Hashem poured out His anger on the bricks and on the stone. What did that mean? Bezman shebeisa migdash hayakayam, while the beisa migdash itself stood, chalal Yisrael shoku ba'averos. The Jewish people were still entrenched in many Averas. In the Beis Amigdash and the Bayes Rishon, there was Avodah Zorah, Gili Arayos, Shvi Domim. And in the second Beis Amigdash, there was Sinas Chinam, un, un, undeserved hatred. Achas Hasibos Lekach, one of the causes of this. Vitochen Shi Hasiba Hamerkazit, and maybe a very prominent cause. It could very well be, Rabbi Pincus wants to tell us, is, is that the cause of all these sins was the Beis HaMikdash itself. The Jewish people had the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu with them, literally with them. Avinu Havarachaman, our merciful father in Shemayim. Vayim Aleim Shefa Ein Sofi. The bounty, the bracha that Hashem gave them was indescribable of chesed and rachamim. V'yom HaKippurim, on Yom Kippur, his kapru lehem, when the Jews went to the base of Migdosh, they got an atonement called through this through the goat. Commotion like the Rambam brings down. has the with that hakrova. All of the sins in the Torah are being forgiven. Hakalos vachamuros, the 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 lesser ones and the more serious ones. Bein sheover bezodim whether they were committed deliberately. They were done uh, unknowingly. Whether he was aware of it, the person. Whether he was not aware of it. Everything was atoned for with the Sari Meshtalech on Yom Kippur. This is what's happening with the Beis HaMikdosh. Not only that, during the entire year, Yehudi, Sha'avar Aver, if a Jew would commit a sin, hey, he would bring a korban and he would get an atonement. And that's why, why is the base of Migdash called the Lebanon, right? Our neighbors up north, the Lebanon, 
What's, what's Levanon mean? Shemalbin Abanoseim Shel Yisrael. They whiten. They, they, they do away with the sins of the Jewish people. That's why it's called the Levanon, the Beis HaMikdosh. Kasher Omad Lifnei Yehudi Nisayon Umichshol Kol Shehu. So if a Jew would be presented with any type of a, a test or some sort of failing, who Yoda, he knew clearly, in the worst possible scenario, he'll be able to bring a Corbin. Even more than that is brought down to Mishlei. Shakavana, what does that mean? That we shouldn't come to the base of Migdash too often. That's what the Pasuk means. Shakavana lechatos vashamos, that we shouldn't bring korbanos for sin offerings too often. Shlo techta, don't sin, but he's to bring korbanos. Kolomer ain't it's not It's not the best thing, laharbos, but to bring korbanos to the base of Migdash. Kikisha if you're bringing a korban, you can't know if the korban was, was helpful or not. So if to, to understand what it means not to have korbanos anymore, again, let us imagine to ourselves, if a Jew forgot that it was Shabbos, who mit kasher ala bureaucrat, Shalom b'bor said he call up someone in the in the in the stock market. Mavakesh menu liknos avura buy from stocks. Vinei miyad kishen when he finishes the conversation, Nizke remembers oh today Shabbos and he gets all frustrated. Ulam ben tain also berkur he already bought for himself what all those stocks. Umiyiskazu he made an enormous amount of profit. So the Jew goes to the Rav and he, and he asks him, well, what, what should I do? So he says, you buy a Corbin and you bring it to the base of Migdosh. So also that wealthy person, though he says he wouldn't hesitate and he'd bring a Corbin and he would go to the base of Migdosh. Ha-Beis HaMikdosh Ha-Yasiba. This is how he's trying to put it together over here. Beis HaMikdosh Ha-Yasiba La-Abdon. This was a cause, the base of Migdosh was was a cause, an active cause to our loss that, that, that the Jewish people reached. If the base of Migdash would not have been removed, there wouldn't have been left for the Jewish people. In other words, we, we use the base of Migdash as a crutch. We use the base of Migdash as an excuse to live a life of Averas, and that was destroying the Jewish people. And that's and that was this is what Hashem was doing with the removing of the base of Migdash. Hashem needed to get our attention. The Jewish people were so entrenched in sinning without any awareness of it. like that painter, he was so focused on his painting. so too the focus of the Jewish people was what we have a base of Migdash in our midst. They couldn't understand it. That they'll, they'll live. The base of Migdash will get us a kapara. We can get a kapara with the base of Migdash. So because they had that, the Jewish people were moving further and further away from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, step after step. A Kodesh Baruch Hu was, was, was sending the Nevi'im, stop, stop. And it was being unheard.
And because this was the, they've reached such a situation that um, the only way to get the attention of the Jewish people and that through that idea was the removal of the base amygdala. So then the Jewish people now, we would have to understand that. So he says, Koloma, he says, you so and what is this idea? Close off here. Churban Beis HaMikdash reached the point, Kasher Habinyan Atzmo, when the building itself was the cause for the for the, the, the greater destruction of the Jewish people. L'chein, therefore, we say, that's why it was a Mizmor Lasov. That's why it was a song and not a kina. Ki af, Asson, even though this was an, 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 an enormous destruction for the Jewish people, we, we're crying over it year after year. Ulam, however, from the other perspective, it was specifically because of the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. That's what saved the Jewish people. Now, just as an aside, so that's the piece that I wanted to share you with from Rabbi Pincus for today. But just as an aside, uh, Rabbi Miller also mentioned. Uh, he used to point out that. In the first base of Migdash, uh, we see that from the first base of Migdash afterwards, there was a, a change in the Jewish people. What happened was during the first base of Migdash, we had a monarchy. There was the Malchus, we had a king. If you see that in the second base of Migdash, we no longer had a king. So he wanted to say, because uh, a king, if you have David Melech Israel on top of the Jewish people, then it changes the whole nature of the Jewish people. He is the heart of the Jewish people, and he he impacts the Jewish people. The uh, the difficulty that the Jewish people experienced during the time of the first base Amigdus is that the monarchy, in many ways, was very much into Avodah and it was corrupting the Jewish people. And therefore, we see with the destruction of the base Amigdus went along with it the removal of the monarchy. And that's why we see when the, the Jews came back to Eretz Israel, it was no longer a monarch. It was the Chachamim, it was the Anshe Knesset Gadola, it was the Sanhedrin that was leading the Jewish people because they wanted to rectify the problem that was there in order to do that. Um, Rabbi Miller wanted to say in the second base of Migdosh, what, what, what happened was we had many, many, there were the Tzedukim, and you had Christians as well who were as a cancer, the way he described it in the Jewish people. The early Christians described themselves as Jews. The Tzedukim who, who rejected the Torah Shabal Per were Jews, and they were very much integrated into the base of Migdash. The Kohanim, the Kohanim Gedolim were picked by the Roman government. It was a political position which brought an enormous amount of wealth to the, to the person who held the job. So we see that it was through bribery and through, through corruption that the base of Migdash was being run. And therefore, again, with the destruction of the base of Migdash, we no longer have the Tzdukim and you no longer have the Christians that are, are that were no longer, they're no longer in with the Jewish people because the Christians didn't want to say they were Jews anymore because then they were persecuted by the Romans. So we see that with all the, the, um, the destruction, it was a lifesaver for the Jewish people. Like Rabbi Pinker said, it saved the Jewish people from a certain way they, they, they used it. They were understanding the base of Migdash as a way to live their life. And this shook them to, to, to realize that we needed to change our whole lifestyle. 
And as Rabbi Miller was pointing out, that it removed some very negative, corrupting parts that were corroding the Jewish people from their from their midst, and that removed them from them. And that these were lifesavers for the Jewish people. Okay. Are there any questions on this piece? Okay. If not, so then. Uh, very powerful. Yeah. Okay. Yitz Hashem, we will um, pick up tomorrow. Hope I don't have a wasp in the house tomorrow. <laughs> it was really an uninvited guest in this room over here. Okay. Yitz Hashem, we will pick up tomorrow. Great. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, boys. Take care.